morning everybody the 28th of january um, i'm out running so i apologize for the clip clopping and a little bit of wind and uh oh, there's some people coming so i'm gonna just drop my phone when there are people because they didn't ask to be in this little podcast of ours and uh yeah so i hope you guys are okay um i'm okay I'm all right. Thank you. Um, I was angry yesterday, really angry, and then felt absolutely awful all day being angry at her and uh, see soaring of emotions. Um, because actually, I know what is staring at me in black and white, and uh, but I still want to give her the benefit of the doubt for some reason and uh, you're probably all screaming at me now <laughs> um, but uh, I think actually um, by sending that email still haven't done it so sorry <laughs> um, I will I will do it um, I'll definitely do it by tomorrow um, I think once I have more of my notes and more evidence and stuff like that um, then that will help me then form a better opinion she's not here to defend herself so i'm very conscious of that and uh and uh yeah so she uh is not here to defend herself so i can't really i don't know i don't know, i'm babbling now um so um it, another thing popped into my head about you know me trying to do dry january again and uh Having another glass of wine and stuff like that. I don't. Mum used to go out um, every Friday and Saturday, and I think uh, once in a week as well. She used to play darts in the week, and, uh, and I said she never had any money. So I'm assuming that people bought her drinks as a single uh, girl, and uh, so her social life picked up as she went into the town and I think being part of the darts team really helped her um, a lot and uh, and later on she um, found a dancing club she used to love dancing because back in her youth I think back in Swindon she used to be part of um, a little dance club called uh, Disco Go Go and I did google that and I don't know whether she went there as just um, a audience member or she was part of it. I can't see her. Big, big dance group, but I can't see her in it. But she seemed to give me the impression that she was part of it. Um, but there we go. Um, but she loved dancing. But uh, going back to start of her single life in the, the new house without the dad on paper. Um, I don't ever remember having a babysitter um somebody sitting in with us um they may well have been a neighbor um but i do remember being the babysitter and looking after my brother so i was probably six six seven uh no seven eight i would have been seven eight so um i definitely let myself in with key and we were the as they call it the latch door key kids 
and so we had a key because we used to walk back and forth from school if you remember in an earlier episode um so um she definitely left us on her, on her own when uh, she used to go out and i always used to be awake in my bed um, listening for her to come in um the door um and always drunk and i think kids perspective of drunkenness is uh going to be different um to an adult morning um so i think as a kid um even if they're not drinking you think your parents are drunk <laughs> um but i do remember putting her to bed on several occasions um and i do remember putting um covers over her on the sofa um in the hallway um, and stuff like that so um where she would pass out and often i would hear her crying um in her drunken state so um, i don't think she was always um really really drunk um but there were times where I would say that she was paralytic. Um, happy drunk, sad drunk, suicidal drunk, you name it, every kind of drunk. Um, so yeah, so I think that was quite tough. Um, also had its advantages as well. I used to sit there and watch the TV. And I remember sitting there, um, particularly on Christmas Eve, um, and New Year's Eve watching the tales of the unexpected which is bloody scary. <laughs> Even as an adult, it's scary, but as a child, <laughs> was really, really scary. And, uh, yeah. And as I got into my sort of older years, um, I always used to pinch a little bit from the uh, drinks cabinet. And again, a contradiction, even though mum was poor, there always used to be alcohol in the house. And uh, and uh, a lot of it was homemade beer and, uh, and homemade wine and stuff. And uh, sorry, some people have been to me. Just gonna pass them. And uh, yeah, I do remember like her making. I think it was potato wine, which I think doubles up. Oh, oh what a cutie! <laughs> Little doggy in there in the river and a westie I used to have a couple of westies then funny little things um yeah so um yeah funny so when you make potato wine obviously there's a lot of sediment and stuff like that so um you have to siphon it off so it was a day of siphoning um the wine into bottles and mum had roped in us kids and uh, next door um neighbour and her daughter, who was my friend at the time. Um, so there we all are with this tube stuck in <laughs> the, uh, the homemade wine so it could go into bottles. Oh my God, we were pissed. <laughs> we were all rolling around. It was summer. And uh, I know it's wrong, but it, <laughs> it was a funny memory. And um, yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, she used to make her own alcohol and um, and I don't think she drank at home 
that often. I know that she used to drink beer, uh, lemon, with uh, a bit of lemon lime and, uh, and cider. She used to drink cider and then the odd wine, obviously, uh, as we said before, the sherry. Um, that was a little tipple. And, uh, but um, dating, again, must have been hard with two kids. And, uh, and she worked, she had a few jobs in the summer. She worked in a garden centre. And uh, the guy there um, took a shine to my mum. Um, I didn't realise at the time he was married. So mum was his little bit on the side, um, but he had a flash car. He had a, uh, like a red uh, Porsche or something like that, a bit, little racing car. And again, mum went out on a date with him and we all waved her off again. I wasn't that old. And uh, so I was looking after uh, my little brother. And uh, I don't know, it's me. Um, as I said, you know, both of us got fostered out um, at various points of our lives and uh, I've been one of them but um, sorry, there's a chap in front of me that so I've got the phone down <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that did fizzle out as I said, because uh, he was married thank you and uh, yeah, and then uh, she met uh, your dreaded stepfather and uh, he was homeless he was a tramp he was filthy living in his car he had long hair greasy matted hair and I think mum just met him in the pub um, and he was an alcoholic Oh yeah, I'll swap places with you. Very busy up there today. I'm going to follow that man across the bridge. Being very careful. I run down these canals, which is lovely. Um, but a friend of mine um, in the industry I work um, went for a run just before Christmas. Um, and sadly, we're not too sure what happened, but um, him and his dog went missing and um, the dog, they found the dog a few days later in the river and, uh, and then him only um, a week, ten days ago, just in Kodasad, so I think they fell in. Um, so my family are really worried when I walk past or run past um, the canal path, but I told them I would stay in a safe distance away. Take care. I don't run that fast anyway, so um, hopefully it's, uh, it is safe. So anyway, so going back to the stepfather, um, he was living um, in his car, and I don't even think the car um, actually had an engine for some reason. I think actually it was just a car. He worked in the fish factory, uh, the one that I later on in life. Um, did um, a few jobs and worked there and uh, so you can imagine what he smelt like and, uh, and he was fond of the rollies that's 
cigarettes. And uh, as kids, we used to sit there and roll them up for him. And uh, I've actually never smoked. I think just that memory and seeing those tiles in our ceiling, just yellow, um, was bad enough um, to put me off smoking. Um, but my, mother, my brother did, my mum did, and he did. Um, so, yes, mum um, took him under his wing and uh, gave him a home. And uh, he landed on his feet. And, uh, but unfortunately, the guy was an absolute bastard. Um, I'm so sorry, swearing. I don't, I'm not a swearer. Um, but he was evil. And uh, he beat my mum up. I'd be in the middle of it trying to salvage so I would get hit as well. He was very, um, very handy with his hands. And he was an alcoholic. And, uh, and the, the drunken fights that both of them used to have. I wouldn't say my mum was an alcoholic. Um, she was just fond of drinking um, when she went out. I didn't see much drinking at home, um, apart from like the odd beer, especially in the summer. Um, but I wouldn't have classed her as an alcoholic. Um, but this guy just reeked booze all the time. As a child, we used to be so frightened. And I know my brother was very frightened of him. Um, my mum used to pick on my brother a lot. Um, he was the splitting image of the dad on paper. Um, and obviously, as we know now, that I'm not the daughter of the dad on paper. Um, so I think I got left alone a little bit. Um, but he did bear the brunt of a lot of the picking. He was an easy target, my, my little brother. Um, he was a, a little softy, um, a weak character, I think you'd call him. Um, and he didn't defend himself, whereas I would stand up and argue, my, argue I was the opposite, and defend myself. Um, because I had to, I couldn't stand by and let anybody do that to us. When I was on my own, I never defended myself. I'd let them get away with it. But when my brother was there, I would stand in between him and everybody else. So, um, but yes, uh, getting slapped for looking the wrong way, for tutting, for anything was always a trigger for a beating and uh, he was just a horrible horrible man um, I tried my best to stay on the good side of him and because uh, you didn't want to be on the bad side the man had a horrific temper um, at a moment's notice he would fly off um, which as you can imagine my mum was already like that over both of them, it was like a volcano going off. Um, I hate arguing, 
I hate self-confrontation. Um, I've been in situations in my life where I've had that. And seriously, I've stood there and I, as a grown adult, I've actually wet myself. Um, the other people have not been aware of it. And, uh, but when somebody's coming at you, shouting, screaming, it is quite frightening. So I urge any of you guys, do watch yourself because you don't know what the other person is going through. You really don't. And you're in the moment, you forget. Um, but uh, these traumas do come back and, and haunt you. Um, so I, as I said, I always try to keep on the good side of him. And uh, I was very, always very sporty. And uh, sports was my get out, my, uh, for my brain, um, for my therapy. Uh, running for me as it is now is therapeutic and uh, helps me go through things and put them in place put them in order and, uh, and I put the worlds to rights a little bit and uh, have my plan oh I'm slowing up a hill and uh, so but as I was developing into uh, a young woman and we're not talking very old I'm talking I'm eight nine ten upwards and uh, as did my figure um, I was always being uh, teased about my appearance you know look at those boobs when I didn't have boobs I was Still only eight, nine, ten. Not no, nothing. But my boobs didn't grow until I was way over sixteen. <laughs> um, information you don't need to know, but you know, I just was one of those late developers. And um, and every time I walked into the room, there'd be a sexual innuendo. Um, oh, look at her! You know, tits and legs. Look at her, all bum, mouth, and tits. Um, and I said I'd be a young, young, young girl, not even a woman. Um, all hell broke loose when my period started. And uh, yeah, and then uh, when he found out, I was so embarrassed. So mum told him and I was crying. I mean, you know, it's probably, that's probably normal, isn't it? You know, but, you know, the sexual innuendos ramped up hugely um, and there became um, he used to block me going out with friends um, particularly if there were boys within that group and uh, so you know any boys at school that were interested um, were run at and beaten up and uh, you know like, when I'm going towards my teens I used to have um, a couple of boys that were quite keen and uh, you know it's normal isn't it but you know they used to come and chat to me through my, the bedroom window hide on the bush um, because where everybody was out in the evening you know club parties for the school um, sports club parties I wasn't allowed to go I was banned 
and um, so, so I didn't really have a boyfriend until I was 16 and uh, yeah that's fine I get it you know um, I'm a young woman developing young woman but uh, yeah so it was just a nasty nasty piece of work and even at their wedding um, so I was just at senior school so I think I was about 11 um, 10, 10 or 11 and uh, even at the wedding I do remember him grabbing my bum um, I'm a child um, smacking my bum and uh, poking my boob going oh there they are um, yeah so I was very frightened very very frightened and it, that's when uh, basically I used to start hiding and um, and that's where the cupboard of my title comes in and uh, I think on that note I'll leave that here for today and uh, yeah and that was a bit heavy for a Sunday and, uh, and I'll talk more about that tomorrow um, Monday tomorrow my goodness this week has flown I hope you guys are okay. I'm fully aware that there are many people out there going through something similar um, and even worse. There's so many people in a worse predicament than I ever was. And if you are one of those people, please talk to somebody. Um, Samaritan's number um, is in my notes. Um, reach out to them. They are fantastic. As I said before, they are a hug down the phone. They will not um dictate you they will not tell you what to do they are there to listen and as i said before you know offloading your thoughts does have the problem and uh, like me I, I did think i was going mad i did think i was making it up because when i did ask somebody to help me i was told i was looking for attention and i was lying and, uh, and I never did it again. So please reach out, email me. My email address is on the notes as well. I am there to listen. But thanks guys for all your listens. I've hit 20,000. So uh, that's absolutely awesome. So thank you very much. Uh, more importantly, if you could hit that subscribe button, just to tell me that you are a real person out there, that real people are listening to that um, and that you're not a robot. And I'll speak to you tomorrow. Thanks for the support, girls, guys and girls. <laughs> oh, I'm a bit out of breath. I'll see you later. Bye.